It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Okay, there we go. We're good. Okay. Hi, everybody. Hello. (laughs) Hello and a good day. First on the agenda. Uh, I don't even know. How was your long weekend? (laughs) That's because I have the agenda here today. Uh, Long weekend was good. I uh, celebrated my sister's 30th birthday this weekend, which was lovely. We had a great time. Family all gathered together laughing and drinking. It was good. Great. Until the cake came out. My mom looked so hurt. I mean, that's her youngest. And her youngest got the cake and looked at it and thought, what am I going to blow these candles out with? My mom, who's usually up on the COVID stuff, uh, seemed very surprised. It's like it hadn't occurred to her that, no, you shouldn't be blowing on a birthday cake right now yeah, that everybody else is about to eat. No. That's just one of the things that makes me wonder, why didn't we do this sooner? There's a few things about COVID that are pretty good that I like, and I realize we were doing it wrong all along. Imagine blowing on a birthday cake that everybody is going to eat. Yeah. We've been doing that for generations. Yeah, it's it's quite filthy when you really think about it, isn't it? So what did your sister end up doing? Like grabbing a piece of paper and just like waving it around until the candles went out? Nope, good old-fashioned hand motion. Just wave, 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 wave until the candles go out. <laughs> and a decent amount of wax ends up in the icing. Um, (laughs) It takes a little longer. It's not nearly as efficient, but yeah, I'm glad we're not blowing on cakes anymore. I'm glad that people are washing their hands after they touch a gas pump or a door handle. That's the dirtiest feeling, too, after you go to the gas station. It's just, there's nothing clean about it. Not a thing that's clean. Gas station is the worst. I mean, whether you touch the nozzle to put gas in your car or the handle to go in or... God forbid you've got to use the bathroom. Like, oh, my God. Mm. No, thank you. Mm -mm. It's gross. Uh, Today is a weird kind of Tuesday. It is the 8th of September. If you're listening on the day we release it, this would normally be back to school. But it's not. Mm. Not in most places. Uh, There are some boards that are starting their staggered re-entry today. Some schools will start tomorrow. Other boards, like Toronto, not starting till next week because they need more time to get ready. I'm good with it. Take as much time as you guys need. In fact, if you want to go two weeks, I'm okay with it as long as you get it right. Right. Get it right. Make sure that things are set up properly the best you can, and then go ahead and open. We don't need to rush it just because we usually go back the Tuesday after Labor Day. Mind you, there's some people that need to get back to work or need daycare or need some time away from their kids who are like yelling at their phone right now. No, 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 no. Let's hurry it up. There's also people who don't think this is a thing, and those people are weird. Yeah. We will uh, talk about a number of different things in this podcast. I'd like to touch quickly on uh, tattoos, because Justin Bieber got a new one, and that one looks like it fucking hurt. Yeah, it's a rose, full-blown stem, thorns, detail. Uh, I think it's Dr. Wu. He goes to this guy a lot um, that tatted him. He's got... I don't I can't I don't even think Justin Bieber can keep track of how many tattoos Justin Bieber has. This has got to be up to 100 now uh, tattoos, but it's yeah, right on his neck, kind of on the side of his neck and then the thorns and the stem kind of goes down his chest and yeah, it looks ouchy, but uh, hey, it suits Justin, I guess. A tattoo on your neck. I mean, that's sensitive skin. And there's a lot of veins in your neck. The ones that connect your head to the rest of your body. That tattoo artist has got to be good. 
I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there with tattoos on their neck, but shit, that one worries me. Yeah. I'm tatted up a, a decent amount too, and I don't have anything on my neck. Like, it seems like mm-hmm. if they just go in the wrong place or they just go a little too deep, like, that's going right into your veins, is it yeah. not? Oh, Doesn't yeah. Your jugular go right through there? The rules usually go the thinner the skin the more it hurts and the closer to the bone, the more it hurts. So in this particular case, I guess it'd be like the, the thin skin of the neck. At least it feels that way. Maybe he's got a thick neck. Maybe we should give him credit for having a nice thick neck. I don't know. He, he didn't the, flinch though. In, in Dr. Wu's video, he didn't even flinch. He probably cried his eyes out when he was done. And you know what? I don't blame him. I've had some that hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say anywhere with thin skin or bone is the ones that hurts. Yeah. Uh, I've heard that the one that people get on their ankle is the worst pain mm-hmm. ever. Ankle and foot. I've heard uh, a lot about that. Uh, surprisingly, and compared to other spots, hurt more. Yeah. The underside of your wrist. You know, like where the strap on your watch would be? Right there where your hand meets your arm. The underside. That there. I mean, I can see veins right there. And I'm told that that skin there hurts a lot, too. Mm-hmm. If you want to get a tat there, it hurts. Back of your neck apparently hurts quite a bit, too. Uh, I've never had one, but I'm aware that some girls in particular get that tattoo there because they can cover it up with their hair if they want to cover it. That's usually the objective of a tattoo for a lot of people anyway is they want tattoos, but they want to be able to cover it up. So people will get them in locations that they can easily cover. Yeah, that people don't even know they have a tattoo until you tell them, hey, I have a tattoo. And they'd be like, I had no idea. Fun game when you get into a new relationship. I've got tattoos. Want to see them? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> depending on where it is sure oh and then there's those people that get their genitals tattooed too i i'm sorry i don't want to judge too much but i think you guys are fucking crazy <laughs> i know i always wonder the tattoo artists they're used to it i think that it's much like a medical profession in the sense that you've seen it all so who cares you don't care you're tatting a vagina today great put it on the list don't care same as tatting an arm or uh, whatever else I don't get the genital thing either. Uh, like there are guys that straight up have their dick tattooed. That's, that's I'd say that's nuts, but it's not. It's the dick. It's that's crazy to me too. That's crazy. Let's get into some stories here that uh, should be covered from the weekend. First off, a woman in Florida decided she wanted to give herself a birthday gift. Ooh. You ever done that? Thought you know what? I've had a hell of a year, or I worked my butt off this year i deserve something for me and it's my birthday coming up so i'm gonna buy myself a present oh yeah but it's none of your fucking business Mm. (laughs) i'm just kidding but yes of course i buy myself stuff in fact my tradition every year on my birthday has been at least for the last several years i go shopping and i like to go shopping by myself i actually don't like that hey bring a girlfriend and let's go shopping together i hate shopping with other people doesn't matter if you're a sister a cousin a friend a husband it doesn't matter I like shopping alone. I like taking my time in stores that I like and trying on outfits. And I even speak to strangers about the outfits before I'd speak to some of my friends, depending on what I'm shopping for. So for me, every year I get that moment of peace. And especially as a mom of two little ones, that couple hours shopping, it's heaven. It might as well be a week vacation. I get to go into a store and take my time and browse and try things on. So that's my thing. That's usually my gift to myself. And I buy whatever the heck I want to. Well, this woman is 33-year-old Ashley Spencer. She's from Palm Bay, Florida. By the way, I didn't even know there was an actual Palm Bay. I have to assume that's where the drink comes from. Well, she turns 34 on the 26th of this month, and she decided for her birthday she's going to treat herself. She went all out, too. 
$2,000 expense that landed her in jail. She decided that for her birthday, her present to herself was going to be hiring a hitman to kill her husband's mistress. What? What? Come on. $2,000 seems like a fairly reasonable price to get somebody to kill somebody. Okay, so I can't wait to hear about this. Did she hop online? First of all, I assume she tried to find someone online. Is that right? Yeah, this is the problem here, everybody. Hitmen, so to speak, don't exactly advertise on Google. There's no Facebook page that you can go to and contract a hitman to kill somebody else in cold blood. You can't just see an ad online and think, oh, fuck, I'd like somebody killed. Yeah, I'm going to call this person. Sure, I'll spend that money. It was an undercover cop that she tried to hire. She offered two grand for the job and even helped that hitman, a cop, plan the murder. Mm. She was arrested on two felony counts, solicitation to commit murder and solicitation to commit burglary. She wanted to make it look like a robbery gone wrong. But either way, as a gift to herself, she tried to hire a hitman for her husband's mistress and she needed it done before the 26th so that she could have a happy birthday. No, some people are so stupid, though. It it amazes me that people will buy into that. Like, yeah, you can just go online and find someone like really trust nobody. What do you mean? I'm going to offer an alternative, and I don't know if this necessarily carries the same amount of satisfaction, but I'm going to suggest to you, Ashley, leave them. Yeah, hey. Dump them. Whoa, what a concept. You could have a much happier 33rd birthday with some other guy who treats you like a princess. Why do you want to kill the mistress, too? Why is that the first go-to? How about your man who's cheating on you like an asshole? Why are you putting all the blame on the mistress? Well, there that's must a good be question. A backstory there too. Uh, it's entirely possible. There's more to the story. The smoking gun has got it, as well as her mugshot, and she doesn't look too happy that she got caught. Like you can tell from looking at the mugshot. Yeah, she realizes she fucked up there. Yeah, you know, you have to be pretty dumb though to go through with this whole thing. And and I know people get caught by the undercover cop thing all the time. I have someone in my family who does this kind of undercover work and he's semi-retired at this point, but that was kind of part of his job was to befriend people that they believed he didn't. I don't think he's ever put himself up as a hitman, but he has that kind of persona. He could totally get away with it and to get to extract enough information from that person to have a solid case. You need a lot of evidence. And by that, just like you mentioned, you need to be able to sit down with a person and be like, So you want him killed? You need exact wording. You need exact, yes, I want him killed. This is what I want you to do. Here's the money. You need to lay out your plan in specifics in order to actually be able to get busted and do jail time. So to to have that much trust in that cop, first of all, well done on the cop because it's not an easy job to actually extract the information. She might have also been a little bit on the dumb side thinking this is just the way it works. But it's a very interesting process from the police angle, from the investigator side. Okay, let's switch gears here. Would you ever hire a maid? Even like a once a week, come in and clean the house kind of deal. I've done it before, yeah. Would you ever let that maid into your house when you're not home? Uh, Would it be okay if, let's say you and your husband are both at work during the day, you just brought in this maid and two o'clock on Tuesdays is going to be her time that she comes and cleans and she's got a code maybe for your door. Let's herself no. in, cleans, and lets herself out. Yeah, no. See, and I stop at the code thing. No, I have a little bit of trust issue with that from the past. So, no, I wouldn't. Really? 
an, a trust issue with the codes just, or a trust issue with people going into your home when you're not there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just creepiness, general creepiness, and just, yeah, I'd rather just be safe and I'll be home. That's fine. That's also weird. I hate when people are trying to do a job and you feel like you're in the way, but mm-hmm. that's probably the way I'd rather it. Is that uncomfortableness than me wondering if my shit's going to be gone by the time I get home? See, for me, um, I, I've done it too, mainly when the holidays are around the corner and there's just too much going on, so I'll bring somebody in to clean the house. But I feel weird being there when they're working if I'm not working equally as hard in that very moment. It's frustrating for me and awkward, too. It's kind of like when you're selling your house and you've got a showing, but you don't leave. Have you ever been in your own house when someone is looking at it, considering buying it? No, I've been in the other way around, though, and it's really awkward. Like, I've been in there, and the woman's, like, making dinner, full-on stuff everywhere. And I'm thinking, like, I'm interrupting your life right now. This is – I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Can I tell you that when I'm looking at a house, if the people are home, I'm probably going to write off that house in my head. I just don't want to look around when they're home. And I get it. There's a lot of situations where you just can't leave, i.e., You've got young kids at home and they're sleeping. Stupid me for only wanting to see your house at seven o'clock at night and you've got a toddler. Well, they're in bed at that point. I get it. You can't just leave. But I just don't feel comfortable doing it. Um, When it comes to the locks, though, I have one of those Google locks. And for those who don't know, they're pretty convenient. They can be programmed. So for me, if I'm expecting an Amazon delivery and it's something semi-valuable, I don't want that sitting on my porch all day. So what I can do now is I can create a temporary code that expires after two hours, 12 hours, one day, two days, whatever. I can give the Amazon guy a special code so he can unlock the door or she drop the package inside the front door and close it again. And then my Google lock locks automatically after two minutes. That's great. I think it's awesome. I I don't know if uh, that's necessarily the most secure thing, but I can tell when they unlocked it and I can tell when it got locked again. So I know if they've been in my house. I also have a fair number of cameras. But anyway, I might consider letting a maid or someone like that come in. But they say because of the pandemic, the demand for nude maids is way up. Generally, people will have a maid come when they're not home. However, with more people working from home, they get to actually see the show. Nude maids. It's definitely a thing. It has been for years, and demand is way up in the pandemic. I don't know if I want to see somebody clean my house, let alone nude. I mean, all they typically wear is an apron. And that just seems weird are to me. Are they actually good cleaners, though? I mean, or are they just putting on a show? Because I feel like they wouldn't get down and dirty and into the detail. Like, I want someone who's going to scrub it. If I'm going to hire you, if someone's going to go out of their way to spend money, and for some people, by the way, it's not worth the money. I, I, I don't mind cleaning, so I do most of my cleaning myself. But we, know, we all know it's tedious, right? At some point, you got to bust out the toothbrush, or maybe you're going bleach route, or whatever the case is. you got to get down, dirty, scrubbing sometimes on all fours. I've got a feeling those kind of services, they they might get down on all fours, but they're not scrubbing too hard. Yeah, I've never hired a nude maid. (laughs) I don't know what the quality of their work is like, but uh, it's really no different than going to the Rippers. You can go to a strip club and you can just watch the show, not touch anybody and leave. And there's a lot of people who have a problem with that, but there's probably just as many who don't have a problem with that. Maybe their guy going to a strip club. Oh, you're going to the Rippers. Okay, fine. Have a good time. 
I'm wondering if those are the same people that would allow a nude maid into their house. Hmm. Yeah, you might be. If you don't have a problem with strippers, do you have a problem with the nude maid? And is that legit? I mean, it's not prostitution. I don't think it's human trafficking. I think this is just a service that's being offered. Is that right? It's yeah. No, if nothing, no one's touching anyone. Then yeah, it's just a service, and you're nude for it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It's an option, I guess, for people who want to stay in their house too. There's no shortage of people who are actually a little more nervous and um, embarrassed to go to a strip club or admit that you know it's been a while and they want to see something and they do it quietly, right? Need some titties. Yeah, like so. So why don't you come to me, right? That's probably like the ultimate for some people. Like I don't want to go to you. I need you to come to me in privacy, and hopefully they don't haul around a massive like. <laughs> nude bitches cleaning van or something like that <laughs> or else your whole neighborhood's gonna know <laughs> can you fucking imagine nude bitches think, be cleaning here all we right, go we're, we're gonna hire the nude cleaner it's gonna be fine it and then blares, they show up with a giant rolling billboard it Fuck. blares whap as it pulls up <laughs> certified free <laughs> is there anybody who likes airline food Anybody who actually enjoys eating on an airplane. Mm. I don't think so. I don't think there's a lot of people that would. If you're doing like a first class in Majiggy, maybe you're like, I'm okay with that. What, years and years ago, my first flight I ever took was to France. And they did, the, this was back when they actually did like full three meals. And it was awesome. Like it was actually really good. Now, no, God, no. I'd rather be starving. Sometimes I'll order a wrap or something on a flight, but it's not good. Thai Airways, this is Thailand's national airline, has now opened up a restaurant at its headquarters in Bangkok where people sit in airplane seats and eat airline food. They say it's been quite the hit. There's a waiting list for reservations. Hmm. Would that feel like you're traveling? Like, does somebody stand behind you and kick the seat? And uh, do they intentionally have somebody take off their shoes so you can smell smelly feet yeah, and stuff like I feel that? Like you get do you get off. the whole atmosphere? You're getting ripped off if you don't see someone clipping their nails next to you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, the pandemic, they say, has driven people back to their childhood bedrooms. 52% of people under 30 now live with their parents. That's up from 47% in February, and the highest level that's ever been measured. More than half of those under 30 are now back living with their parents. Wow. If shit went down, if, God forbid, you lost your job, Kat, do you think you could ever do that, or would that be a last resort, moving back in with your parents? Oh, man. I mean, it would it would be a last resort. But, of course, if I was in trouble living with my parents, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. And they would be supportive as possible. But that would be terrible. You know that you can go home. Most people, I think, have that comfort that if shit goes south, they can go home. And when you go home, you realize, huh, it's a lot cheaper to live here. I think it's harder to get rid of somebody the second time around than the first. Yeah. Yeah. First time probably. you're just ready to go. Second time you've experienced life. You've paid a hydro bill. You have paid rent. You know, well, rent is 2,500 a month or it's free to stay here. And there's all the skip the dishes I can order. I, I think I'm just going to stay here for a little bit longer. I don't blame people. Mm-hmm. I just love to know how parents feel about it. Is it a pain in the ass? Or do you secretly love it? I think I think there's a uh, I think there's a mix, but mostly people do love it. I think. 
I would think so too. Or maybe a love-hate thing. Like, oh, I love having them around and it's so cool that I get to live with them again. But I kind of wish they'd go away. It's not great. Like, kids, you're actually kids your age. It's, they have it tough right now. It's not going to be easy for them. They're in like a tricky spot where a lot of a lot of them, you know, age 18 to I'll put it out there even to like up to 24, 25. It's tough. You, it's hard to find it. Even if you have completed college, it's hard to find a job to the point where you're stable enough financially to go out and find yourself a place to live. And when you're really just starting off in the business you're working in or you're starting college right now, it's even more messed up than that. So in a lot of cases, you really do have no choice at all. Have I told you, by the way, my plan for students when I finally get elected to some sort of office? No. What is your plan? We're going to eliminate all student debt. Yeah, that's a tall order, my friend. I know it is. Uh, You know what? I know it is. And and there's probably people thinking, fuck that. I had to pay my student debt. Uh, Listen, there's nothing special about having a post-secondary education anymore. It used to be you went to school, to high school, and if you were going to go to college – You would go after grade 12. If you were going to go to university, you would go after OAC. And then they merged grade 12 and OAC together. And now it doesn't matter what job you apply for. Whether you're applying to be a a professional in your field or you're applying to answer phones in the office, it seems like every job requires a post-secondary certificate. And I don't understand why, because you shouldn't need a post-secondary education to do some of the jobs that say you need a post-secondary degree for. So given that it is not that special anymore, unless you have a a master's or a doctorate or something Mm -hmm. like that, I really think that in Ontario and across Canada, school should just go to grade 16. And you can leave after grade 12 if you want, but you can go all the way up to grade 16. And if you want, you can trade in those extra four years and do a trade school. But I think the days of colleges and universities getting rich off of students are over. Mm -hmm. And as for the outstanding student debt, I haven't worked out all the details in my head, but I would probably forgive that debt. We're already so far in debt in this country, it doesn't fucking matter anyway. Tack on a few billion more and nobody's even going to notice. Pay it off over... 500 years and it's like having a mortgage where you put an extra 50k on it (laughs) yeah let the losers let the losers down the line born in 2030 worry about it fuck it well we've already started doing that so we might as well just pile on i mean at a certain point you've just got to go for broke and we might as well just go for broke at this point we'll never be able to pay off the debt we've got now so just pile it on who gives a shit in any case i do think school should go to grade 16 uh you mentioned my kids i should do a little update here Mm -hmm. uh because i did allude to it and uh, I'm very conflicted. I'm almost distracted by this, but uh, I, I have two kids that are both in university. And my daughter arrived in BC just the other day. Fantastic dorm, and she's distanced from everybody. In fact, they have some single person dorms. And whether you're in one of those or you're in a two person dorm, they're only allowing. One person per dorm. I love that. Oh, how lucky are they? That's great. So she's got her own room. She opens up her blinds and looks out on the mountains and the beautiful river in in Kelowna, where she is. It's awesome. And the school is so, so diligent about it. And then there's America, where my son goes to school. He was there for four days. And I'm 99%. He's got COVID-19. Ugh. 99%. He was given a rapid test where they flat out say with the rapid test, 
don't put too much into the results from these because it could be a false positive or a false negative. Well, that rapid test came back negative, but he was directly exposed to someone who broke the school's rules and went to a club. And now there's quite a few people on his floor that are experiencing symptoms. He's had a headache now for about four days. He's had a cough. He's got a fever. He says, ah, it's just a cold. I'm fine. I'm just fine. I don't know. It sounds like COVID to me. In fact, his roommate, because they do have two people in one room, has lost his sense of smell and taste. That sounds like a lot of symptoms related to uh, COVID. Is he going to take an actual, when I say actual test, you know what I mean. Is he going to take the, one of the good COVID tests so he knows for certain? Yeah, as a matter of fact, today is the day he has to go and have that. He's now been in isolation for a week, and down there it can take up to a week to get your test results back. So he's likely going to do two full weeks in complete isolation, then he'll be allowed to go to campus. The only thing that we're not sure about is if he's going back as having recovered or if he never had it at all. But odds are, I mean, it sounds to me like he's got it. And and part of the reason that I wanted to mention that is because there's so many people that don't give a shit. They're, They're concerned about COVID and they think it's a real thing. And of course, everybody worries about the old people, but they're thinking, eh, If I get it, it's not the end of the world. I'll feel kind of shitty for a couple of days. And best case scenario, I'll be completely asymptomatic and won't feel anything at all. And then I'll have the immunity. So people are out there kind of following the rules, but also not really caring if the worst happens, if they actually get it. Mm -hmm. In my son's case, he's pretty uncomfortable. He's not feeling that great right now. And it, it should be a warning to everybody. I mean, it's out there. It's real. And, I mean, this is a a kid who's in tip-top shape. He's an NCAA athlete that's getting his ass kicked right now. He's uh, uh, completely drained of energy. He just has no energy at all. He's been laying in bed, and he's happy to do it. It's not a nice thing to get. I mean, nobody should want to get it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's such a bummer that one, but do you see how this, how this can affect so many people? When one person says, fuck it, goes out to a club then ends up passing it on to so many other people. I assume he can't play any of his sports, which he's there for. I mean, he's a tremendous athlete. Like you mentioned, he's really there for sports, so he can't do that for a while. What you, Your choices that you make really do affect other people, and that's the point I think a lot of... I don't even want to say especially young people, because like older people are doing it too. But there's a point. that's the point that people are missing here, is your effect on other people. It has nothing to do with you. You going to a club and being like, I don't care if I catch it, well, that's well and great, but you're still in contact with other people who you could give it to if you do catch it. Yeah, don't take it lightly, everybody. Uh, despite what the second guessing and the crap that you read on social media and shit like that, I, I can tell you that I'm, like I said, I'm 99% positive that his next test will be positive, and it's not nice. I mean, even just losing your sense of smell and, and taste isn't nice, and that's a fairly basic symptom. Nobody wants to have a headache for a week and have absolutely no energy at all. But that's just one of the things that seems to be happening. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, different symptoms for different people. But I, I just don't understand that. Yeah, if I get it, whatever, it's fine. I'll build up that immunity. We don't even really have proof how long that immunity lasts. Right. I mean, it was once thought that you'd have immunity permanently. Now, some of the more recent studies say it's really only a couple of months and then you could get it again. 
That's really, really scary. Well, shit. you know, and and hopefully, hoping for the best. I hope your son has a quick recovery from this, and uh, you know, that's all you can hope for, I guess. And it's too bad. Again, one person ruined it for so many others. Oh, I know. People just stick to the rules. We had a story this morning on our FM radio show about Northeastern University in Boston. There were eleven kids that decided they were going to have a party. They wanted to have a party, so they were in a hotel, little hotel party, drinky, drinky. Whatever else they did, the school found out about it. They've been kicked off campus. They were given 24 hours to piss off, 24 hours to get out, and their tuition, which is roughly $36,000 U.S., is non-refundable because they broke the school protocol. They're not giving it back, and it's because of that protocol thing. That's Okay, their parents must be pissed, first of all. Their parents must be livid. Yep. Yeah, they're not getting their money back. Look, I think that punishments need to be made in that case, for sure. But not refunding the full amount of their tuition? I mean, I'm not surprised. Schools have lost out on some dough, so they want to recoup as much as they can. Yeah, I get it. Uh, You know what, though? I mean, schools are just... I don't understand how they're claiming the financial hardship that they're claiming. I've never looked at the books for a university, but raising tuition now just seems completely ass backwards. Mm-hmm. Charging $95 for an ebook sounds ridiculous right now, but that's what they're doing. Some of these schools are just a money printing machine, and I think it's bullshit yeah. personally. Yeah. But Nonetheless, if you have rules, people have got to follow those rules. And of course, people didn't have to go to that university, but the condition to go to that university was that you follow the rules. And these people didn't, and now they're forfeiting $36,000 on average. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. No kidding. Uh, last but certainly not least, it is the Tuesday after Labor Day. And in addition to it traditionally being the day people go back to school, today is also Telephone Tuesday. Telephone Tuesday is the day of the year today where you get more calls about business than any other day of the calendar year. The reason is simple. You were fucking around all summer. <laughs> At least for the last like month of it. At least you were. Sure. Yeah. Ah, whatever. It's August. Half the people that we need to deal with are away right now. Every time I send an email, I get an out of office reply. Fuck it. I'm not doing anything. I don't need to do the whole job. Well, today you realize, oh, I better do that thing that I was supposed to do at the end of July today. I better follow up with that person on that unpaid invoice, that sort of thing. That's what happens on Telephone Tuesday. They say on average, you can expect twice as many business calls as you would typically get in a day you know all of that you're saying makes sense and might not have for me been all summer but i've definitely in the last couple of weeks kind of pushed everything to today like you know what oh let's talk tuesday after labor day let's do that tuesday after labor day let's meet then or let's talk then so i think there's definitely something to it it's now that we really kind of mean business but 2020 it must be a little bit amplified Because the office is so empty, because most people are working from home, it's probably 10 times worse. If you guys want to DM us about anything, no problem. Shoot us that message, preferably on Instagram. I'm at Scott Fox on air, or you can DM at Cat on air. Remember, that's Cat with a K. Tomorrow, we'll dig into your DMs and we'll produce... 
just an epic amount of bullshit to keep you occupied for about 25 to 30 minutes. It will be an astounding amount of nonsense that will fill your ears and your heart that you can take with you all through Hump Day. But thank you for listening to this edition of After 9. Have a good one. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.